Home. Across our university city and South Cambridgeshire. Cambridge 105 Radio. Cambridge United stunned the football world in January by achieving one of the greatest FA Cup third round shocks. 5,000 fans watched Joe Ironside fire in the winning goal as the U's beat Newcastle United 1 0 at St James's Park. The celebrations went on long into the night as Mark Bonner's men pulled off what some fans believe was the biggest result in their history. An emotional Ironside talks us through his winner. I knew where I were in the box and I was just thinking if I can get on half turn here I'm in like I've scored so you're just focusing on on getting a contact on football and it's it back at net and then to be honest after that I can't actually remember what happened I was just I was, it was just crazy so I can remember far bit though that seemed like it was for ages. The U's carried that momentum into the league and followed up their triumph with three straight wins but their FA Cup journey came to an end in February when they lost to Luton in round four. We'll have to wait until 2024 for another giant killing opportunity after being knocked out of this season's competition by Grimsby. Despite a run of five games without a win, survival in League One never looked in doubt and victories away at both Wigan and Ipswich were highlights as the U's finished 18 points above the drop zone in their first season back in the third tier. Their 14th place finish in League One was their highest in nearly 30 years. Pre-season came around and head coach Mark Bonner dismissed the idea of second season syndrome and said he believed his players could help them build on last year. When you can stand there as a coach and, and know that you really believe in the players that you've got, it's a really strong position to be in. And I know whoever we sign will come and compete to make us stronger. The U's made five summer signings. Psycho Jane, James Holden, Brandon Hounstrup, Zeno Ibsen-Rossi and Fajiri Okinabirhe. And after a decent start to the 2022-23 campaign, more good news was to come in September when the U's bought the Abbey Stadium back from Grosvenor. Bonner is under no illusions as to how big an announcement this was for the club. I guess I speak as a, as a little bit of a, a supporter of the club and certainly on behalf of all the supporters that understand how important that is, how bad a time it was when the sale of the ground had to happen originally, the difficulties that we've been through since then and the momentum that we've currently got and things like that just help that continue. Staying with football, there was local representation at the FIFA World Cup. So born goalkeeper Nick Pope was in the England squad but the ex-Cambridge United man didn't play. And former Cambridge United manager Ev Renard pulled off one of the great World Cup shocks by leading Saudi Arabia to a 2-1 win against eventual champions Argentina. There's been disappointments on the pitch for Cambridge City, but their move to Sawston is edging ever closer. A new stadium now has a pitch, and their ground staff will be in charge of maintaining it while the rest of the ground is constructed. The Lily Whites remain in the 8th tier of English football, and last season they finished 9th in the Northern Premier League Division 1 Midlands. They were a long way off promotion, but they were also well clear of relegation, a fate suffered by neighbours Histon, who they beat home and away in the Landlords vs Tenants match at Bridge Road. Last season was also the first full season they'd played since 2018-19 after Covid cut short the 1920 and 2021 campaigns. This season, Nightingale's squad has a different look to it after a summer of comings and goings. Seb Simpson, Ryan Swift and Jared Robson left on the eve of pre-season, leaving City precious little time to rebuild ahead of the new campaign. But they did manage to persuade Joe Welsh, Ed Rolfe and Ben Nolan to join their ranks for 22-23. Boss Nightingale has also had to make do without Scott Bridges and Mikey Davis, who've been out injured, and Ryan Sharman departed in September. It took the Lily Whites four attempts to register their first league win of the season, a 2-1 triumph over Coleshill. Victories and goals have been hard to come by so far this season, but Nightingale believes he's building a team that can climb up from the lower end of mid-table. Slowly starting to get a group of players together now that you know we, we're you know we're adding more goals to the team, and that's something that we've struggled with certainly last season and this season. You know the the amount of goals we've scored. Histon had their fair share of on the pitch disappointment in 2022. They enjoyed a season of struggle, winning just five league games and losing both derby games against Cambridge City. They had one last chance to save their season and avoid relegation to the ninth tier again, but they lost 2-1 to Concert in the Interstep playoff. 
Just like City, Covid had cut short the last two campaigns and their first full season since 2018-19 didn't have a happy ending. There have been changes at Bridge Road with the likes of Luke Crisp, Charlie Tunnell and Tafari Pasley arriving in the summer. Matt Payne was also appointed Head of Youth on a permanent basis. With only one promotion spot available, returning to the 8th tier at the first time of asking will be a tall order for Lance Key's side. But the Stutes did give their fans something to cheer about in the FA Cup again in August by beating Desborough 4-0 in a replay. That gave manager Lance Key hope going to the back end of 2022. Both games were very similar in the fact that they had a lot of possession of ball and and created one or two good chances. But yeah, we stayed firm and we, and we were strong and resolute. Histon have struggled for consistency, but in the manager's eyes, what's their goal for this season? We've been kind of stop-start-ish, although when we have played well, we've played really well. You know, we just need to be able to find a, a form or a, a reason of consistency to be able to, to establish ourselves in that top six come the new year, because if we can do that and find some consistency, then I'm sure we can push the top six. In women's football, Cambridge United and Cambridge City were successful in their mission to stay in Division 1 South East last season. Youth manager Darren Marjoram has high hopes for 2023. Really enjoyed watching the players grow and develop as a group and as individuals and the way they've risen to all the challenges along the way. And I think if you look at our performances, certainly in the last you know, month or six weeks, you can see vast improvements from where we're at the beginning of the season. So, Away from football, the boat race bragging rights had to be shared this year with Oxford's men and Cambridge's women claiming victory in the two races. The women's crew included three Olympians, Ruby Chu, Grace Prendergast and Imogen Grant, and their experience helped the light blues to victory in Blondie. At the 2022 Commonwealth Games in Birmingham, Tessa Howard fired England to a gold medal in the women's hockey. The host nation beat Australia 2-1 in the final, and the former Cambridge City player scored the second of England's two goals. And Cambridge's Charlotte Bardsley made the last 32 of the women's singles table tennis competition. Bardsley, a first-year history and politics student at Sydney Sussex, reached the knockouts after breezing through the preliminary round where she won both her games. In cricket, Cambridge's CCC narrowly missed out on silverware in 2022 after losing to Oxfordshire by two wickets in the National Counties T20 final. However, the county's under-25 side lifted the East of England Development Competition trophy after impressing with four wins out of five. This year's Cambridgeshire and Huntingdonshire Premier League champions were Foxton Grant for Division 1, Blunham for Division 2 and Burwell and Exting took the Division 3 title. In Rugby Union, Cambridge RUFC built on last season's 10th place finish by storming to 4th in National League 1. The 99 points wasn't enough for promotion, but some eye-catching performances and a 6-game winning run bodes well for the future. The Blood and Sands points tally was somewhat appropriate given the club is in its 99th year. Can their centenary celebrations be extra special with a promotion in 2023? Elsewhere, the university side got bragging rights in the town and gown fixture and Shelford won the London 1 North Division with 24 wins out of 26. The Peacocks sealed the title with a game to spare after thrashing Leighton Buzzard 69-12. Cambridge 105 Radio.